Could you turn to Matthew chapter 15? Matthew chapter 15. I'm going to read verse 21 here. It says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Lord Jesus, speak to us today. Change our hearts and lives. Let your word go forth, God, and do its mighty work. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This passage of Scripture here, verses 21 through 28, tells us of a, a woman in the land of Canaan. A woman in the land of Canaan. And this region, and the name Canaan, would reach back to a guy named Ham. Ham was the son of Noah, and Ham committed a grave sin. And as a result, Noah declared, Cursed be Canaan. Cursed be Canaan. Not only was this woman a Canaanite, she was what we would have called at that time a Gentile. Every one of us are designated as Gentiles. We can relate to her. We would not have been considered by the, the Jews of that time worthy of anything. We would have been considered to be dogs. Now I have a dog, and he had a birthday this week. And I believe somebody pointed out there that he was a little psycho dog. I don't know which person that maybe would be. He simply wanted his birthday treat. He was hungry, and we could preach on that, but that's not where we're going. And I love that little dog. Many of you have dogs. Dogs during this time weren't house pets. They did not own the house. The couch was not theirs. And they didn't get their way. The dog was something that ate the scraps from your table. Dogs, when discussed in the Bible, were associated being as near to pigs. I do not have a pet pig. And if you have a pet pig, they weren't welcome on the couch back then either. Dogs lived outside. Dogs, like I said, ate the scraps. They fought for the scraps. Sometimes owners would have a dog, they would chain up by their door. It was a guard dog, and that thing was ferocious and, and would be biting at you and chasing you away. And the master, the master was the only one who could deal with the dog. Dogs would be sneaky, and they would come in and say, Hey, how can I get something to eat? And sly, and needed to be a little bit smart to survive, and steal and take. And, and so we will see things like in Philippians chapter 3, verse 2, where it says, Beware of dogs, beware of evildoers, beware of the mutilation. What was this speaking about? It was comparing Jewish people who were living for Jesus Christ but thought that this salvation was only for Jews as dogs that were blocking the door for everyone else. Dogs weren't in a very good context there. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs. You know, I felt very sad when I read this because I like Winston. Revelation chapter 22 verse 15 says, But outside are the dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and practices a lie. Dogs. Dogs were not held in a very good light. 
And so Jesus comes today, and why do I speak of dogs? It's because this woman, this woman of Canaan, this woman from the lineage of Ham, and this woman whose, whose ancestry had committed a grave sin against Noah and had been cursed. I find it fascinating that Canaan, who had been cursed, was placed in the land of promise. I find it fascinating that Jesus, before he, he was put on the cross and died and was placed in the tombs, made his way to this region. Put himself in position to be encountered by this woman. And this woman of Canaan had a daughter. She was not a Jewish person. She would not have thought that she was welcome anywhere into this book. Not at that time. The New Testament hadn't been written. Calvary had not occurred. The day of Pentecost had not happened. But she saw Jesus. And she had a daughter that was demon-possessed. And she was desperate for her daughter to be healed. She was desperate for her daughter to be delivered. And so she came to Jesus. And she didn't say, have mercy on my daughter. She said, have mercy on me. Sister Kiara, I don't know about you, but if one of my children were going through something, it's like it's happening to me. And I can see this lady right now. Maybe Caitlin's going through something. And you're like, God, we can't put up with this anymore. And it was happening to her daughter as if it was happening to Caitlin. And she would come and she was like, God, have mercy on me. She put herself in position of her daughter. And she began to cry out, have mercy on me. She was desperate. We see stories where the man, the men let the man down through the roof. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. And they were like, hey God, can you do something for my friend? And God forgave his sins. But this woman was so consumed. God, something has got to change here. It doesn't matter that I'm of a corrupt lineage. It doesn't matter that I'm on the outside looking in. Jesus, I know who you are. You're the son of David. I recognize your royalty. I recognize your identity. You're not just a normal man. You're the Lord. And you're the son of David. You're the one that I need to deliver my child. And she was desperate. But in this case, unlike others, declaring the identity of Jesus Christ was not enough. She had to go beyond his identity. Her worship needed to go to a new place. It wasn't enough to come up to the altar, if you can understand me, and say you are Lord and you are King and you are in control. It was not enough to come and say, you are Jesus, Yahweh saves. You're the deliverer of my sins. You're the one who fills me with your spirit. You're the one who will sit on the throne. You are the lamb. It was not enough to declare his identity. She stood there and it says, but Jesus answered her not a word. When I read this, I got a little bit of excitement. Because you know what no answer from God means? That he has not said no. I don't care what side conversation's going on over here. 
Maybe your favorite person in the church is over here saying, God, you know what she did. She's not worth anything. You know, we need to leave her alone. Can you just kick her out? Maybe that old enemy, the devil, who would like to come in shining light and deceive you and say, hey, you know what? You know, God's wrong. You know the devil likes to come along like he's your friend. He likes to make you feel welcome into his presence. You look at him as a pitchfork red thing with pointy tail. And, and, and No, he wants you to be close to him. And so he gets you over here and he might work through some... Well, I don't want to pick out who he might work out for you today. We're not, but he'll be over here and, 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 and the conversation that would go on is, can you send her away? Get her out of here. She doesn't belong. His disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out after us. She is, there was a lot of racism right here. And they thought it was biblically founded. You came to the Jews. And what did Jesus do? Well, if he had followed what they said, he would have turned and said, yeah, get out of here. But he says to him, he challenges him here a little bit. He answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, you want to play that game, guys? You want me to send her away? I, I wasn't sent but to the lost sheep of Israel. And she's standing nearby. And she hears this talk going on. And she could have said, okay, I understood. God just spoke. You know what? I heard him speak a word over there. I'm out of here. Oh, but her worship, her desire was desperate. Now, I'm not talking about somebody who just comes along and says, well, you know what? I, I guess I, I have no options left, so I'm just going to say, well, maybe, maybe God will help me out. So I'm just going to reach a cry out there and, and make a bunch of promises that I don't really mean. I'm talking about somebody that says whatever it costs me. I don't care what word I've heard spoke over here. I'm getting a hold of the one that I need to get a hold of. And not just for me, but for her. Because her problem is my problem. And I need an answer. And I need a change. I don't just need an answer. I need God to move. Your worship has to go beyond just saying, oh, isn't he great? And isn't he holy? And isn't he a healer? And isn't he a deliverer? Where does your worship need to go? He said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. And you can see her. He's over here with his disciples. She's over here. This isn't her conversation. This is an A-B conversation. So see your way out of it. Daughter's probably embarrassed. Right? So... She's over here, and she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care what my identity is. So she came, and it says, and she came and worshipped him. This word worship means she fell down. She got down. She poured herself out. She made herself vulnerable before the king. Everything I have is yours. My life is in your hands. We spoke on this in the book of Esther, how, how Esther, she went before and he could have extended the scepter or he could have killed her. This is what she was doing before God. It was, when was the last time you fell before God? Because you were like, God, I just need you and I don't even care what the rest of the church or my coworkers 
or my neighbors or my family think. I need God. I'm so desperate for Him. I've got to have Him move. And she fell down and she said, Lord, help me. She dispensed with Jesus, thou son of David. And so Jesus addresses her. And he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and to throw it to the little dogs. I picked New King James Version today so you would understand that the language he used here was slightly different than the other word dogs that we read. It was the little dogs. But you can see these little dogs are hanging out at the house. Oh, they would, there would be a pecking order, big dogs to little dogs. And these little dogs are over here, and I need a scrap of food. I need a little bit here. I need something there. Oh, I'm at the bottom of the dog food chain. I'm not welcome around these people, but I'm just right here. Let, let me get what I can get. And, and she answers him. And she had said, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. What could she have said? Fine then. You know what? I have taken enough offense from that church. I'm out of here. Your disciples didn't want me. You referred to me as a little dog. See you later. And, and she could have gone to her daughter and said, I tried everything. But instead, this is the next level of worship. And she said, yes, Lord. Even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall. What did Jesus say? He didn't say that the dogs, it's not meant to give the children's meat to the dogs from the master's table. He just said it's not meant to give the meat that's meant for children to dogs. And she aligned herself. You know, you have a dog over here, and he's out here trying to get what he can and be a little deceiver and, and steal and whatever he needs to do to survive. No, she said, you're my master. And even the little dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. I'm not going anywhere, Jesus. I'm right here. I'm at your presence. Oh, she came to him with a cry of mercy. She came to him with a cry of help. And finally, she got a hold of him. And she said, okay, this is who I am. Oh, I was born in the wrong house. I wasn't born into a preacher's house. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. I didn't have the money and wealth. My family has a corrupt history. And now my daughter's possessed. And everyone would say, well, you deserve it. You have no right to be here. Oh, I don't know. I brought up the spiritual warfare chart today. Because she could have said, I don't know how to do spiritual warfare. I don't know what it's like. I, if I read this, I, I need to have an all-day prayer meeting. What do I need to do? I, I don't, God, I know what you have, and I know what I need, and I know what my family member needs. And I'm desperate, so yes, I'm a dog. But even the dogs eat the crumbs. And as a dog, I'm making my allegiance to you. You're my master. I'm in your hand. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be as, not as your daughter desires, not for what she needs, but as you desire. Oh, you've come crying to me. You've submitted your life into my hands. Oh, it was an out-of-season moment. Oh, God hadn't come yet. Peter hadn't gone to Cornelius' house yet. Oh, hallelujah. You know, Jesus showed up in Canaan, and he, he righted a wrong that had occurred back at the time of Noah. We see in Jesus' ministry that he writes a lot of wrongs. Oh, 
When he appointed the 70, oh, we can reach back to, to Moses. We, we can look back there and we can see all the people killed. And then we see all the people saved on the day of Pentecost. We can begin to see how Jesus righted wrongs that had occurred in the Old Testament. But today, he, on his journey of ministry, he said, i got to go to the land of Canaan. Because there's a child of Ham. And there's one that's possessed. Mm. But it, it would have never happened. If the widow or if the woman hadn't said, I need to get a hold of Jesus. Oh, I'm desperate for him. Musicians, I'm going to be drawing this to a close. I'm desperate for Jesus. In light of the different scriptures in the Bible, it's very plain that dogs are not held in good light. Bishop, as you and I even discussed. But that day, this dog came along. And she, she said, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. He has everything I need. And I'm desperate for Him. What I find is that she made someone else's situation personal. So I don't know where any of you are at today. I know where some of you are at. You might have a problem. It's personal. Your spouse might have a problem. It's personal. Your child might have a problem. It's personal. Where is your worship today? How desperate is your worship? How desperate are you to see God move? Because I don't know about you, but I'm done with it. God, I need you to move. If every eye could be closed in this place. I want you to reach into your heart because you're desperate. Your worship needs to go beyond God, you're holy and you're great in His identity. But your worship needs to get into His place and say, yeah, God, I'm desperate. And I can't take anything else but your touch and your moving. So can we do that right now? Lord Jesus, I'm desperate. And I need you to move. Oh, Jesus, have mercy and help me today. Go ahead, let your cry go up. Jesus, have mercy on me today. Oh, move in my situation. Oh, touch my spouse, Lord Jesus. Touch my child, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, the enemy is coming. He's tried to have his way in my home. Have mercy on me. He's attacked my mind. He's attacked my heart. Oh, let him hear your voice today, church. Let him hear your cry. Let your cry come up. Let your cry come up. Somebody in this place needs to let their praise go into desperation. 
Oh, we need to have desperate worship. Go ahead and declare to Him the reality of who you are. Oh, some of you have faced racism. Cut through the racism. Some of you have faced rejection. Cut through the rejection. Oh, and that's that. I want to tell you, if some of you want to make your way up to this altar, go ahead and feel free to. Oh, I feel... Oh, go ahead and cut through it. Jesus, hear me today. I need your help. Forget about what anybody else thinks about you. Let your cry go up. <laughs> 